0: I can barely hear you. Really? Yeah.
1: <clears throat> mm, I can hear you now. Can you need to turn up my gain then maybe? No, no you're
0: good. Yeah. You sound good. I'm okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. And you talk louder? Nope.
0: Okay. You're right on track. All right. And we're going. So. And we're going and we're off. Welcome to the podcast. Aaron, what
1: is this? This is a podcast. It's called Recovered AF. AF stands for as fuck.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's our disclaimer for the day.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, there's no sense pussyfooting around about it. I've recovered. I've had a spiritual experience as the result of taking the steps and that's just what it is. Nothing more and nothing less.
0: Usually on our Instagram page, when I post a picture, I put hashtag recovered as fuck. Yeah. I don't put AF cause just add some emphasis, you know?
1: I think I tried to put AF on and it brought up some other hashtags and stuff where I think as fuck doesn't or does it?
0: I don't, I don't know. I always just type it out myself and then just press space and then submit it
1: like i say like i never post on instagram so i don't have to worry about it
0: not true you posted probably the best photo we have up yeah and then minus made, our mutual friends one where we cover them with the flag that, that was, was hilarious <laughs> yeah.
1: um i yeah i put i made that, that cover photo on my facebook page as well because it turned out well
0: the football picture or jeff Football Behind bench. American flag. <laughs> <the
1: football bench. laughs> oh, I was like, that's a good I one. Did not make you and Jeff and I my cover photo. Shots fired on Jeffrey. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, so, yeah, so this podcast is called Recovered AF. If you never listened before, it's important to understand that we're not affiliated with any 12 step groups. We don't represent any 12 step groups. Um, mm hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We're just a podcast. Kyle and I recovered as a result of taking the 12 steps as outlined in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. But that does not mean that we speak for that fellowship or any other 12 step fellowship Mm -hmm. because those um, groups don't have opinions on the shit that Kyle and I are going to talk about. Nailed it. Is that it?
0: Yeah. I think the other thing. If this is your first time listening, you're in for a real treat, <laughs> so.
1: <laughs> then you stumbled, lucky you, you lucky sons of bitches. Yeah, dude, so. Yeah. Um, then today is the going to be the, get ready for the best hour of your life. Fuck yes. All right.
0: How was uh, your vacation, brah?
1: Well, um, it was pretty unproductive, although even though it was pretty unproductive, it was probably more productive than my previous vacations from a former life. Yeah. In which I would lay in bed, lay in bed or on the couch in paralyzing fear because I had a whole list of to do shit, and then I wouldn't do it, and the longer I wouldn't do it, the more then the pressure to do it would build up, and then the more I would become afraid of not getting it all done and being a tar- total failure, mm-hmm. and so I would try and probably cram it all into that last day if I did it at all. Yeah, yeah. I was a pre- this weird th- I was thinking about this the other day, man. I might procrastination used to be sort of my mo man like that's just the way i I went through life and procrastinating about everything all the time and i don't do that anymore and so it's just weird to think back of when that's all i did
0: what do you think stopped that just going through the work
1: yeah i think so i think some of it um so like i realized i realized that through the inventory through the fear inventory and even the principal inventory or Mm -hmm. you know the resentment inventory when we were inventory our principles that um, this fear of failure was just dogging me nonstop to where dumb things like I was afraid I don't want to say dumb things I don't want to poo poo it but like um, things like I was afraid to fail at a day off if that could possibly make sense to anyone to the point where I would just become paralyzed in fear and then the thing I was afraid of would then manifest in my life right does that make my sense does that make sense yeah
0: despite your best efforts like you think about the fear for me i was just talking about this with my mom actually yeah um and i was kind of bummed we didn't talk about it on the podcast but we just maybe we'll get her on again and talk more about her but um she we were talking about fear and a fear inventory and like how what self-reliance looks like and like why that fear still manifests you know what i does that yes like for me for like you're saying well i'm afraid of Failing at a day off, and that fear cripples you and prevents you from doing anything, and then you fail at a day off. Yeah. yeah.
1: And then it just, mat- like, and, and me, <clears throat> in a way, trying to prevent the thing actually allows it to manifest, or the yes. more I obsess about it. And think about it, and focus on it. Then it actually, yeah, then the fear turns into a reality, and then it happens, and then it just reinforces it for next time too. Yes, exactly.
0: Because you know I mean? so. then you look at your past experience and go, "Well, I fucking bombed it's the last day off I had, and yeah. I didn't get anything done." Now I'm really afraid that's going to happen again, and right. then you started fucking thinking and thinking and thinking, and yeah. then no action, and then you fail again.
1: Because it was like, because it's like I can't do that again. I cannot do that again. And like the more I say I cannot do that again, then the more, then fear I have of doing it again, and then it, it's incredible. Like, yeah, just how insane it would be.
0: I think that's uh, important, and for me, like. Well, Our book talks about, like, oh, yeah, there's a better way.
1: Yeah. Oh,
0: you mean like trusting and relying on God? Is that what you think has transformed?
1: I think that, but I think some of it was like, um, probably six and seven, honestly. I know we sort of foreshadowed into that, and now I'm here, I'm talking (laughs) about it. That was was not intentional. (laughs) But, like, um, you know, the book, again, it talks about that we can't um, wish away our resentments any more than we could, I don't know, what is this? Any say? more than we could our drinking. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but I see the same thing about those fears. And then and there's also a prayer. There is a prayer after it says we do our fear inventory. We ask God to remove these and ask that he show us what he would have, have us. Direct our attention. Direct our attention to what he would have us be. Yeah. You know, right? And mm-hmm. So I did that too after I did the fear inventory or, Yeah. Or actually after I did all after I did my fifth step, I did um the you know, seventh step prayer, but I also did that fair prayer too. Yeah. And honestly I think that it was just um that thing that happens in six and seven with a lot of those, or where I was given opportunities to outgrow those fears to where and then um once that happened and once I realized that I could do that, then it became I just I don't know, was shown the way I guess and sort of getting roundabout to the point where like, but say I like early in sobriety, I'd been through the work and I had a list of shit to do. I would just start, I just started picking the one fucking thing that I wanted to do the least. And I would knock that off the list first. And it was all downhill from there. Right. But I never would have like had the power or whatever I it's not like i didn't want to do that before mm-hmm. you know what i mean so i don't know what it was was it three was it six and seven was it all of it combined like this you know you talk about that sometimes like i don't know you know is it this is it that is yeah. it all of it you know to sort of pinpoint what it all was it was probably a total of all of those things for sure and honestly and this is where we start talking about outside shit like if you or Involved in the 12-step program, you know, and you know that we don't talk about outside shit that we do on our podcast.
0: Fuck yeah, that's the best part of our podcast. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> and so, like, one of the things I did also was something called EMDR. It's trauma therapy. And I'm sure that—I think that probably helped too because mm-hmm. I had to do some work in there around why I was so afraid yes. of failing. Mm-hmm. And so— involved <laughs> going back and talking to my child self and a lot of tears it sucks yeah, yeah it is it it is hard yeah so so i don't know man it's probably all of that stuff
0: yeah i would think um i like you alluded to i talk about that quite a bit where if i could pinpoint the one thing that works I wouldn't do any of the other stuff. Yeah. You know, i would be like, oh, I don't need inventory or I don't need this or I don't need that because this is the part that works. But it doesn't work that way.
1: Yeah, I just... Unfortunately,
0: cut. it's a cumulative effort. Yeah. And it just got
1: straight to the point. Yeah. I think I used to do that and categorize it and this is for this and this is for this and this is for this. And uh, I don't know. That's... I, I, I think maybe you might have even opened my eyes up to it by talking about it. Like, I don't know, so I'm just going to do all of it. Yeah. You know, and I'm just like... Yeah, I don't know, my life's too good today to stop doing any of it. Exactly. You know, and I had, and I got a little nutty and just, I don't know, monkey-brained.
0: Yeah, I love that experience. Like, I remember having that experience where going from I'm doing this stuff because I'm so miserable to, like, I'm doing this stuff because life is good and, like, You know what I mean? Like you were just talking about. And I remember having that experience where one day I just realized, like, I don't only have to work on growth spiritually when I'm miserable. Like, yes, I believe pain is a helpful motivator to, to grow spiritually. But for me, I had the transformation that that isn't the only thing that can propel me through Spiritual growth, yes, and that's nice.
1: Yeah, it's a little bit easier that way. Fuck yeah, um, than waiting to go all the way down. And I and I sort of operated out of that too when I was um, sober the time before. Is that I would just be like. um you know, I was still just full of fear about what would happen. And I would hear about these people going through these really hard times in sobriety. And I just, I was like sort of waiting for that to happen to me and afraid of it all the time. And like, it wasn't, you know, it was just like, I don't know, man. I, I just, uh, and I, I felt like an imposter still. I can't really explain it, but yeah, like this time around, it wasn't, there wasn't any, it didn't fucking matter. I was just like, I'm not going to make it man. Right. You know? And so then just going through the thing, but uh i got to experience you know some of that um i guess what we would consider being untreated lately mm-hmm. as a result of you know sort of being inactive and i just wasn't meeting with my sponsor and and uh like what it looked like this time wasn't i mean it i, I it was like i had monkey brain and a really hard time making very simple decisions yeah and um and so i was like you know, and you saw it, right? You said that on that one yeah. podcast. You were like, yeah, I told Megan I was a little worried about you and mm-hmm. whatever and, you know, da-da-da. And so, but, like, um it was just being a little fucking crazy and manic for a little while that was the thing where I was like, and then I was sort of given a, um, I don't know, just a little bit of clarity around that, too, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, I'm just manifesting in my life. That's all this is. Right. This is untreated alcoholism, and, and like, you don't have to do this anymore. And so I was like, okay, cool. And I asked for some direction. I ended up actually getting a new sponsor. N- nothing was wrong with my old sponsor. He's great.
0: Yeah. It was just time to have
1: a new experience. thank yeah. He was like, yeah, I encourage you to do that. He was really cool about it, and mm-hmm. he met with this new guy. And, you know, the answer is just the same, like, just get to work again. Yeah. I think I, I feel like I just took us like on a big huge unnecessary loop
0: no I think you just shared your current experience with going through going through the work having this great experience and then at a certain point realizing that that experience isn't enough anymore and now you need a new experience yeah yeah
1: that's pretty accurate that's a
0: I think that's awesome oh okay that's the beauty of like growing in the realm of the spirit is I never I never stop yes. growing and I want to stop sometimes where it's like, I feel like things are good. I've kind of got it figured out. I'm on a, you know, I, I would never say like, Oh, I'm fucking, I don't have to do any work, but it's like, for me, the work that I was doing a year ago, isn't enough to keep me sober today. Yes. Or, I mean, some people will say yesterday, you know, but like, I don't know. I think growing spiritually is always a positive and, Sometimes you have to get a new sponsor or you have to kind of experience. The cool thing is, though, is like you're, I hate the term bottom, but for people that don't necessarily know any different, like your pain threshold of where you're willing to put yourself to then do the work again is not being able to make some decisions yeah. where it used to be fucking...
1: Yeah, a needle in my arm exactly. and, um, and my then, wife leaving and yeah. r- r- ruining my financial life and Yeah,
0: your life's in ruins and then you're yeah. willing to do something now you're like I'm having a hard time making decisions, my mind's racing constantly, I can't focus on a lot of stuff. Something's off. I'm going to I need to get back into this thing and that pain threshold is there's a dramatic difference between those two.
1: Yeah, there really is. Um but like life wasn't as I don't this the word that life wasn't like as bright or as like vivid. Mm-hmm. If that makes like when I'm locked in and I feel spiritually connected, and I'm going out and say I'm in my work day, I notice the stuff going on around me. I'm, um, you know, notice the day when it's nice. Yeah, you know, I. I You're don't just know. present. Yeah, mm-hmm. I experience all of these things, and when I'm not. I don't notice anything because my mind's going six thousand miles an hour yeah. all the time, and even if I want, even if I want to focus on something, I can't. Yeah, it was. It's just super weird. Yeah, I, wish I could. You know,
0: but, no, I know what you mean though. Yeah. like when it's almost like they're, you're just in a haze. Like you, you know, and you, my, like for me, I can't recollect what happened in the day. I don't remember conversations I had like ten minutes ago. Just lots of stuff like that goes on when I'm in self yes yeah. that's exactly what happens yeah and then all of a sudden i'm like what the fuck and at things that irritate me that used to have
1: not been a big deal and you
0: know yeah it just kind of unwinds from there so
1: and so like i don't know like um i think you know for anybody that would be listening that might not be have had these experiences or say like you know a parent or a loved one that sometimes listens like um you know, I, I don't know. I, I just know people and, and they, you know, think that like once the alcohol or once the drugs are removed, then, you know, then you just, then you're good to go and right. just stay away from that. But like the thing that, that's just not, and I I know I, we've talked about it and I've talked about it, but, you know, that's just that, that, um I don't, my mind, just left untreated, um I don't need drugs for my, Um, being an addict to manifest in my life. And our literature says that, that alcohol is not our problem. right? You know, the selfishness and the self-centeredness is the root of our problems. And um, so that's why that looks like that. That's why I can be not even thinking about doing drugs at all, but still suffering from addiction, Mm -hmm. you know, two and a half years after the last time I've had a drug or a drink. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So anyway, that's what that is. (laughs) <laughs> now that's that. Heck yeah, dude! So I have a new sponsor, and um, did you guys meet yesterday? Yeah, we did. Fuck yeah, dude! We just went through some the the, the prefaces and the Forwards
0: and all that. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that, and good. Uh,
1: so that'll be good. And like the thing about that too is, um, you know, what helps me is if I if I have to meet with somebody on a you know, semi annual basis, whatever, you know, once a month, once every other week, whatever it is, whatever it turns out to be, then um, there's some accountability involved with that. And yeah. I just, you know, I just wasn't doing that before. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, having a new sponsor is a good opportunity to just be honest because I also suffer from self delusion and I can be- and I believe the shit my brain is telling me. And yeah. You know, I mean, I'm honest with you, but you're not my, you know, sponsor. Right. I don't think he really liked that word either. And I'm, I'm less a fan of it as time goes on as yeah. well, but. He's funny like that. Yeah. <laughs> but he's, a, uh, you know, a person that has been through the steps and had a spiritual experience and suffers from the same monkey brain when he's untreated as well. Mm-hmm. And so it's just somebody that I can just be honest with and will get me back to the work hopefully.
0: Yeah. He's awesome. I, uh. I We have a pretty good group of people here, but he is someone I hold in very high regard around our recovery community. Yeah. I, I value his experience and... Outlook and stuff Yeah He's an awesome dude So
1: And he's so laid back And I'm such a grinder That it's good
0: That's what I'm most excited about Is you'll have a new experience Regardless of what it looks like By just being around someone That has a totally different perspective And kind of outlook Than you do Which is cool So
1: Yeah he's a lot more like Ty who we had on the show Who's Mm -hmm. just like Nah you know? Yeah. Yeah. And It'll be all like, right. Yeah. right. I'm like, no, man. I mean, uh, you know, there are, there are societal societal norms and you can conform or you cannot can conform, <laughs> yeah. but if you decide not to conform, shit's going to be rough for you. Yeah, dude. He's like, uh, maybe living in your mom's basement is the cool thing. <laughs>
0: yeah, dude. Nope. That, that's what I like about Ty is his perspective is very, very different. And I get a lot out of it. And you will get a lot out of your new sponsor too i would think
1: yeah and we'll have him on eventually someday yeah i don't know maybe he doesn't want to do it i bet he would maybe he's like get the fuck out of my i would
0: like to get him and Ty on (laughs) (laughs) that would just
1: be i mean (laughs) wouldn't that be so funny entertaining for us yeah i don't don't know know. the people i guess that's why that's all that matters yeah
0: i don't know how it would relay over a podcast but it would be awesome they're (laughs) just so out there they're funny too they've They've been good friends for like fifteen years or something crazy, so yeah. they they know each other pretty well. So,
1: yeah. I wonder what those conversations are like when nobody else is around. I or? can't
0: even imagine. <laughs> I can't even fathom it because I know what Ty's and I's conversations are, and I'm nowhere near as knowledgeable or well versed and experienced as your sponsor. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. it's awesome. I'm excited. But uh, what else is popping, dude? Nothing,
1: man. That's what's happening in my life. I like that. Yeah. I, I'm i on vacation, and I have a new sponsor, and I've been a little cuckoo in my head, and hopefully that's on the mend. And uh, what's... Uh, what about you? I feel like I talk all the fucking time. I will talk about myself, man. I love it. I love it too. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, that's,
0: it's a good fit. That's why it fits. Yeah. I don't think you talk that much. You don't? When I listen, I don't listen to a lot of our podcasts, but when I listen to some just because I want to, sometimes I have a racing brain in the podcast and I want to listen to it again and hear our guests. I'll listen to it or, you know, just to see how things are going from a, Everything feels cool when you're sitting right here. Right. You know, everything, yes. like I'm jacked every time sitting here. Yes. And then afterwards, I listen to it a few days later sometimes just to get a gauge of, did it translate?
1: Yeah. And it's helpful, too, to be able to listen to how I ask questions. That's the thing that yeah. I catch up on. Um I'm like, oh man, i I keep using that phrase, and I keep prefacing with that and, and then I was like, listening to sports talk radio and listening to an interview on that, and I was just um uh, I was just amazed at his ability to interview without all of those things and just have that next question lined up, yeah. And then, the way he goes into it now, he's probably at the top of his game and has been doing it for quite some time. And but, gets
0: paid hundreds of thousands of yeah, dollars to do it. Yeah. And
1: I'm just a fucking junkie that <laughs> has a podcast in this buddy. Yeah, dude. But uh, it is good sometimes to listen to those things to try and get better.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's usually what I'll do is see if it translates how I felt like it did here and then, yeah, to see if we can get better at something or... Um, if you and I like the ones where it's just you and I, if it's fucking boring, is all hell, you know. And yeah. we we don't we get kind of far off the. Yeah. But I, I personally kind of like those the best. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, um, so yeah, keep talking, dude. I love that you talk, I and think, I think what what I was saying though, I guess, is when I do listen to him, I feel like we talk, somewhat equally. Equal amounts. Sometimes I feel like I talk even more than you do, and really? I'm like, ugh, yeah. I need to let Aaron talk more.
1: I gotta be careful. Like honestly, when I encounter people that I'm friends with, if they're if they're um, apt to be a listener, I will. You love it. I will dominate every <laughs> conversation, man. I catch myself doing it all the time. Yeah, uh, dude, my buddy that 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 lives back east that I think listens to this podcast. I, sw- I swear I'll call him. I'll talk to him every few months. I'll we'll have like a 15, 20 minute phone conversation. And I'll get off, and I'm like, "Man, you didn't let dude say anything." <laughs> I'm like, "What the fuck?" So that'll yeah. be
0: good practice, dude. Yeah, listening.
1: Sometimes I have to tell myself, "Stop, listen to what this person is saying." Yeah, I don't know if it, do normal people have to do that. Do you have to do that? Do you listen?
0: Uh, yeah. I I would like to think I'm a listener. My the thing I struggle with is my listening cues are bad.
1: Yeah. They are, Kyle.
0: So like someone is talking to me and I might not be looking at them or I'll be doing something else and yes. I don't give them the appropriate amount of attention that they deserve. But I hear everything and I'm, some people might say hearing and listening are different things, but I believe I listen to what people say, but I definitely have room for improvement on my body language while I'm listening.
1: My catch-up is always just assume everybody else is like me, and I can't, you know. that Like if I start doing something, like if a text were to come in and I would start reading it, I'm not No, you, you're
0: never going to hear anything.
1: Shit, you say it. But my wife's like you. She can listen to what I'm saying while doing something else. Yep. Maybe it's because she's, a, I don't know, just wired different or a teacher or whatever.
0: Megan has that. She's starting to understand that I'm not just completely ignoring her and being rude, but I also make a conscious effort when Megan is talking to like focus eye contact like normal human interaction <laughs> right. that i struggle with yeah. maybe i'm on the spectrum dude, dude. you're
1: t- bro you're definitely on the spectrum man yeah, dude. just listening to your mom out here and how when you when you were a kid you had to have all the seams on your socks line up perfectly or you could not proceed with the next no step. dude
0: i'd have a meltdown yes. she was being kind and didn't go into it because i think she didn't want to embarrass me but yeah. i would have a full-on meltdown
1: and that you stared at yourself convinced yourself you had a lazy eye i convinced
0: myself i had a lazy eye and then i was even more pissed and had a meltdown because i couldn't fix it <laughs> yeah i was like staring trying to like move it yeah. and it wouldn't i would like wouldn't. look and then it would and i didn't even i my i don't think my eye is lazy anymore but i had a dramatic meltdown and then uh one time i had a pimple on my nose this was when i was like 12 Mm. and i couldn't get rid of it and i tried and now i have a scar from the efforts of trying to get rid of it oh wow yeah i have a a bit of you should
1: be lucky that your face is symmetrical man i have a fucking hair lip (laughs) my face is lopsided but
0: that makes you really endearing and charming i actually think you wouldn't look good without it you think you yeah.
1: think the non-symmetrical face is a
0: yeah? People love that. What's the word
1: for that? Um, yeah, you're definitely on the spectrum. I think I am. <laughs> yeah. I've got some serious problems. And you you said everything is better done in threes as well. Right? Yeah, Megan
0: gets weirded out because I do a lot of stuff in threes.
1: What like what <laughs> like
0: what? Uh, like say words. Like I'll say sentences three times sometimes. Really? Yeah.
1: How, you don't do this. To, you don't do that around. Is that just for her? Like, no,
0: it's more so. Uh, I'm pretty good at still at being able to kind of behave somewhat normally in the outside world. Megan gets to see the real weirdo that I am a lot, and she's like, dude, you are fucking weird. She says that like once a week. She's like,
1: you were weird. That's awesome.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so um, I'm getting better, though.
1: Once you get married, those weirdness will be the endearing qualities that you find in one another. Yeah, I
0: think that's what she likes the most about me, although she does get annoyed sometimes with him Which is understandable. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Can we leave the house? I just need to close the door three more times. <laughs> no,
0: it's nothing that bad. It's more so like I'll, uh, I'll find a new word that I like and then I'll just repeat it uh, yeah. and then just like run with it. And then...
1: Yeah, I do that. I I mean... I think I, we talked about that. I, I, if I moved somewhere and they talked a different way, I would pick up that accent pretty yeah, quick. Yeah,
0: I do that really bad. Yeah. Like Megan and I will go on vacation in a different country, and I try to pick up the accent. And she's that's like, boring. "What are you doing? Don't do that. That's that's rude.
1: You're not from here." Yeah.
0: So I do that regularly. So. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, things on my end are good, dude. I don't. I feel like my life's boring because it's just. I don't think my life is boring, but I feel like it. I'm never like, dude, this is happening. This is happening. I'm just kind of going about it, yeah,
1: doing the thing, So yeah. things are good. All right. Yeah. All right. Good. How far? How far in are 26 we? Twenty six minutes. Oh lord.
0: I just figured I'd throw that out there because you were talking about your life. So then I was like, well, maybe I should update mine. And
1: nothing's really yeah, same getting. thing that <laughs> happened yesterday. That's pretty good though. From the um, fuck insanity that your mom was sharing with us.
0: Yeah. On it's the nice podcast. Yeah, it's I mean, nice having
1: to you know check on you and make sure you were still living.
0: Yeah, multiple times. A lot. Mm-hmm. The
1: fact that I'm, you know, it was bummed me out. Like, what really made me realize how much that the things that we do affect other people. Is that she would have to, you know, for years keep track of you on Facebook. Yeah. Um, starting Monday morning mm-hmm. and hoping she'd see signs of life on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that sad? Yeah. So when you're talking about having a boring life today, that's cool. It's great. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But yeah, she would have to do that. And then we were like I we talked a little bit about we had a pretty fractured. I didn't spend a lot of time hanging out or talking with my family. So it was pretty separated. So then we weren't on like a calling or texting basis, but she would still try to find ways to make sure that I was okay. It's really sad.
1: Like, I was thinking about that while you guys were talking about it, and then I was going to maybe share some of my experience. But, like, even when my, you know, like I was struggling towards the end of high school and stuff, like, because I had always not had a problem with school, and then all of a sudden I maybe wasn't going to graduate. They're trying to figure out what's going on and how they can help me, and, like, I wouldn't want, I would just shut down. I didn't want to talk about it anyway. Exactly. So it's like, uh, you know, they tried to figure out how to help me as best they could, but I was like, Nothing, nothing's wrong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. True that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think that was a thing my parents really had a hard time with. And like anyone that was really around me is a similar thing. Like they had to live their life on eggshells around me because they didn't, they wanted to help, but they knew that I would not ever accept it and I would refuse and pretend I'm okay and nothing's wrong. And so then they didn't, they felt hopeless. And help like they couldn't help me yeah
1: and then, the uh, truth was they probably they couldn't right
0: right i mean no matter what they would have done as much as they loved me like it wouldn't gonna change yeah. me you yes. know
1: so it's
0: it sucks though because that for someone that doesn't suffer from alcoholism or addiction that probably doesn't make a lot of sense
1: that they couldn't help you yeah yeah
0: but like being someone like i know what it's like i know that if Something's wrong with you. Like, I know the hopelessness Amber feels, and I know that nothing she's going to try to do is going to get you on the straight and narrow. And that's a sad place to feel. Yeah. And someone that doesn't know that is going to spend their whole freaking time trying to get you or me better and just running into a wall after a wall after a wall. And that's, I think, what my family did for a long time. Yeah. Today, they're more armed with the facts that if, like, something ever happened with me and I... I fell off the deep end i think they would behave differently and not because they did anything wrong the first time but like for their own mental health and yes. well-being they would be able to navigate the world a little better and not be so
1: hopefully they would have the understanding that there's nothing that they can do yes that it doesn't have anything to do with them as fucked up as that sounds exactly and that the best course of action may just be to love you from afar yes
0: exactly and i think with a little bit of educational understanding of of my condition and, and everything, I think people kind of grasp that a little more. Yeah. And they know, like, dude, like... And unfortunately, I think they learn that from their experience, just yeah. like I learn it from my experience. You know, I think of, like, my family had to try over and over and over again and then get to a point where they're like, dude, you're fucked. We're, we're done if you're not going to do anything. Yeah. They had to learn that from their experience. It's sad. I don't know. It's It's a weird thing. Yeah. I never recently, like in the last two weeks, the weight of my alcoholism on my family has really kind of been shined a light on it.
1: Was that hard to listen to some of the stuff your mom was talking about the other day? Um, or like did it make you feel bad a little bit again? Or was it just...
0: I, I don't want to like, sound like I don't care, because i do care but my mom and i have such a good relationship today yeah that the conversation we had her and i have had not got gotcha. on a podcast that's why i wasn't
1: yeah.
0: insecure uncomfortable with having her on it because her and i have had those conversations before and i when i made amends i was able to hear them out and hear that stuff yeah you know and yeah. part of the instruction i was given was like ask what when i made amends not only talk about the wrongs I know I've done, but ask what I what I've left out. Like what is what else have I done that I'm that I didn't talk about with yeah. you? And then to hear stuff like that. You know, my mom shared just briefly on the podcast about my brother and I's relationship. Oh yeah. But when I talked to her, that was one of the biggest things that I didn't talk to my mom about. And she was like, you know, it ate me alive. It was so hard to see my two boys not be able to get along and not be able to be in the same room and, you know, Josh and I got in a fight at a family barbecue right before I got sober, you know, like just like a fist fight, not like an argument, like a straight up fist fight in our living room while I was intoxicated. And so things like that, that my mom and I have had those conversations. So hearing it here doesn't eat me up. If it would have been the first time I would have fucking probably been broken down here, but (laughs) yeah, so, and cleaning that up, like I know how my mom and I's relationship is today, and I know how how much better things are. Yeah, you know. So yeah. So once
1: the sting is gone, it's all right. To, you yeah. can like I don't know. You know, I keep talking about our literature today, but it talks about not regretting the past. You know, yeah. And I wish to shut the door on it, and, mm-hmm. that, and that, that that our dark past someday is going to be the thing to help other people. And, yeah. That's sort of the deal, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so being able to uh, kind of discuss that and not be afraid of it or be embarrassed by it or try to stuff it down and never talk about my behavior towards my family again yeah. isn't going to be helpful no. to anyone.
1: It's not funny in the time, and it's not funny. I mean, it it it. I mean, it takes a while, right, mm-hmm. like, for time to heal those things. Oh, yeah. And, um, like I was speaking... one of my first memories growing up is um, my mother laid up on the sofa with her legs black and blue completely from the waist down Mm -hmm. and it was because um, her and my dad were um, having an argument and she was shit faced and she jumped out of a moving car and he ran her over because he couldn't stop and it was like I tell that in an AA meeting and it's hilarious and everybody right. thinks just funny. And then I th- still started off talking one time at a treatment center, <laughs> telling that with a bunch of families that were just still wrecked and hurting and afraid. And they were just horrified. Yeah, yeah. They were just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I was like, hey, things aren't the same in my house as they are in your house, right? right? Like, yeah. That's what I was thinking, you know, like, because growing up in our neighborhood, our house looked the same on the outside, but... (laughs) Yeah, things weren't the same. I'm not sure all the moms were getting run over. (laughs) Yeah, right.
0: (laughs) And I think for you, like, years have passed, and now you can share that as a... just, like, your life experience. Yeah. Similar to, like, my mom and I's, you know, but in the moment, it's like, oh, my God. And I think human instinct is to, like want to bury that stuff yeah and not talk about it let's yeah. fucking close the book on that and pretend that never happened yes. and in reality that's the opposite of what is healing and healthy yeah like the idea is let's mend it yeah and then it can become an asset because we know how
1: to get out from that lifestyle Yeah, and, like, the amends process is a repair process, it says. We're there to repair damage done. Yeah. So once that thing has been repaired, then it can be, you know, then it can be tested and,
0: you Mm -hmm. know,
1: like, again, and it's not, you know, it's not broke, so it doesn't carry the same weight as it did when we got here. Exactly. So,
0: yeah, it was good. It was cool to have her on it. Uh, I had some good positive feedback. A few people have texted me and just been like, dude that's crazy that's awesome your mom got on there and you know it's it's cool like i'm not embarrassed about it my family has been supportive and a part of my recovery and my mom is a badass you know she's been through hell multiple times and yeah still one of the most happy and peaceful and funny and positive people to be around so it's like i definitely want to get her on here and other people see that because she's just a joy to be around. Yeah, so, yeah, it was cool. I'm glad she was on it. Yeah, she I'm is. ready to get your wifey on here, dude.
1: Yeah, we'll hit her up. It's gonna be a probably a minute. Like I said, she's got a new, um, she's got a new um, principal Boss. at work. Yeah. yeah, and she's got uh, she's teaching a new class. So like mm. last night, she she didn't get home till ten o'clock last night. Damn, dude. Like I've never seen a teacher work as much as her.
0: She works hard,
1: dude. She works so much, and so. Um. Yeah, it's going to be a minute. That's all
0: right. Yeah, yeah. we'll get around eventually. Yeah, I'd like I to I got some fucking around. questions. Yeah, I, <laughs>
1: think, <laughs> I think the world has some questions. Yeah. Especially when they see a picture of us next to each other. <laughs> I want to <laughs> like,
0: know if Amber thinks you and I would have been friends if we were the same age. Because, oh, okay. like, we're cool now, but, yeah. like, when you were in the thralls of your deal back in, like, because she knew you, like, when you were a young kid just partying. And
1: yeah, we knew each other in uh, like back in high school yeah. and she saw me making um, a drunken fool of myself. Yeah. A timer, Yeah. I don't know, I don't want to get too specific but. That's wild. Yeah, like it was one of her first impressions of me I think.
0: It was like this
1: fucking guy. Being <laughs> a drunken asshole <laughs> to one of her friends. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That
1: was, fuck. What a, what
0: are you doing the rest of your vacation, bro? you got a whole week off.
1: I'm going to go to your home group tonight. Damn. Yeah. Oh, we're lucky I, for those to like, have you. Yeah. I don't really. Meetings are my least favorite part of the 12-step world, and I'm trying to be pretty honest about that. And it's my hang-up, and it's not anything else other than that. Um, so I don't go to a lot. I don't like to feel out of place, and I feel out of place a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Not at your home group. But I'm never off work in time to go to your home yeah. group. So I'm going to go to that tonight, and then tomorrow, um, our mutual friend Jeff and I are going to go down to one of our favorite groups, Ken's home group. Nice. Yeah, it's not Elaine's home group, but she goes there a lot. So anybody that's listened to all the episode, Um, we're going to go down there, and because Jeff hasn't been down there since he's been back, and we've got a lot of friends, and I'm going to try and I'm I'm going down there to try and recruit people to be on our podcast. Yeah, that'll be cool. Because uh, eventually we're going to run out of people in our hometown. I mean, we've still got plenty of people in our hometown, but we try and keep them saved up. Right. Yeah. That way, if we have people
0: reschedule or if we're in a bind and we got to get some guests, we've got a few that we still have lined up. Yes. Yeah. So.
1: And then um, I think I have to smoke a pork shoulder. Pretty exciting shit. Nice, dude. And um, there was something else. I don't know. That's cool. Yeah.
0: Got a full life, dude. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah, it's a good time. Even on vacation. Yes. That's what I think about.
1: Oh, I'm doing a triathlon on Sunday. That's that what it
0: is. Yeah, yeah, I knew that. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. that also. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about with Megan. Like Megan had the day off today. Yeah. And she literally had like one hour yeah. to herself. Yeah. She had so much going on.
1: Dude, when you work all the time and you're busy all the time and you finally get some time off, nope.
0: Yeah, yeah. and she was like, well, I'm doing this, this, and this, and then tonight she's go, meeting with a protege here like now and then going to our home group and then going to the jail meeting. So she's got a f- still a full night ahead yeah. of her. So, yeah, she's just, every time, I, I just love being around people that are got full lives. It's yeah. cool. That's what uh, I was having a conversation with someone about that. It was like, yeah, man. Like everybody that I kind of am around today has a lot going on. Yeah, (laughs) go-getters. Yeah, that's what I'm drawn to today is people that are doing things, you know, triathlons, working with people, doing stuff around that, you know, like just full full lives and somewhat well-balanced lives, not just all in on one thing. Yeah. Because I can tend to drift that way.
1: Yeah, I got like when I started, you know, getting further away from the 12-step approach, you know, Mm -hmm. like like I was talking about earlier, um, I just started to get obsessed more with diet and then training. Mm -hmm. And so it got out of whack. Yeah. What's the word for, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck word I'm talking about, but anyway, I was all out of whack.
0: Like disproportionate. Yeah. Like you had all in on one thing again. Yes. And I can do that. I do that more so with work than anything else. Yeah. It's very easy for me because I could probably spend 60 plus hours a week at work pretty easily. Yeah, And I make a conscious effort to leave to cut it off. somewhere between nine and ten hours yeah like a conscious effort like i i'm going home whatever's left i'm gonna get because otherwise i just get all fucked up and i can start not making any you know missing out on my home life and missing out on my recovery life and be very out of balance very quick so
1: i'm such an obsessor and such a I'm perfectionist now because that's that fear of failure you know a lot of times in my life, it kept me from not doing anything, but it can also manifest in me trying to do everything, yeah. <laughs> and then
0: or doing something perfectly. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: and so then I could easily get caught up. In your situation, if I was in your situation, yeah, it it just um, to let go would be really hard.
0: Yeah, it is. It's hard to, uh, but I find the the best days I have are when I'm well, well balanced. If that makes sense. I mean, you would think that seems like a no brainer, but it's really hard. Like the best days I have are when I work an appropriate amount. I get to spend time at home, whatever that means, whether I'm with Megan or I'm just doing stuff around the house. I get to regularly, you know, just be in my recovery. I get to exercise. I get to just kind of I eat properly. I get a good amount of sleep. Seems like that's, uh, like, duh, of course you're going to have the best days for me But for me, it's really hard. Yeah. I it's can, easier said than done. Yeah. Uh, but
1: not just for us, not just for al- uh, alcoholics, like m- people in general. I oh, mean, yeah. There's a shit ton of, you know, magazine articles and podcasts and trying to help people find, strike some sort of balance in their life. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's like I, I can very easily get five hours of sleep and work 12 hours and then watch TV for 2 hours and there goes my whole day yeah. and I'm like what happened I don't know what happened and and be discontent and not very thrilled about the life I'm living yeah and if I stack those on top of each other I get out of whack pretty quick yeah
1: it goes it goes in a hurry for mm-hmm. sure yeah,
0: yeah. so uh, for me it's conscious effort of like I'm going home I'm going to go spend time and be present at home cuz I can also work or work so much that i when i get home i just shut off and i'm not present and i'm not available for megan and you know what i mean yeah i mean you know what i mean that
1: happens more to me than anything because you know sometimes
0: yeah you have long ass days
1: yeah it's just we start so fucking late Mm -hmm. you know like if you don't start work till nine o'clock it's easy to fucking work till seven or eight o'clock every night yeah yeah and um you know just I don't start working till nine o'clock. I'm usually up at five because I'm working out, and so that's a long ass day. Mm-hmm. Like if I don't, if I'm in my head and I'm, um, yeah, just living in my head, I'm fucking exhausted by the time I get home. And yeah, dude. Yeah, there's not a lot of amber time left, right? Or or dog, you know, I have two dogs. They they need. Oh yeah, human contact <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and um, so when I'm in flow. You know, and I'm locked in spiritually. Um, I've got energy left at the end of the night. Mm-hmm. You know, because because life's just coming to me. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to do anything. Right. Life's just happening around me, and I'm experiencing it. Yep. Whereas when I'm in my own head, man, I'm looking for fucking a thousand solutions to problems that don't exist. Mm-hmm. And that's an exhausting way to live.
0: For sure, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I've had to, uh, like, just give myself uh, like I've talked to my boss, my dad, who's my, my boss's boss. So he's not really my direct supervisor, but I've had conversations with him where it's just like, dude, I have to not be here for my, my own sanity. And like, if, if that means that someday I don't get the, the, the promotion that I should or whatever, because of that, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Like, because I, he's a work, machine man he's a machine and he's he works 12 hours minimum every day and i've i want to do that but i've told him like it's not good for me and and now he's great that you know if he knows i've been here for a while he'll be like you need to get out of here nice yeah so like he's given me support on that too but i it's like dude i kind of have to give myself appropriate boundaries because i i'm not very disciplined so i'll just fucking walk all over him and then out of whack and miserable, and not know what happened. Yeah, and like, what happened? I don't know. I fucking hate everything. I'm miserable. Yeah. I can't stand this, and I don't like recovery. I hate AA. Yeah. I'm fucking sick of all everybody I work with, and now all of a sudden I'm all out of sorts. And it's like,
1: it's so subtle, man. Yeah, it is. It it's very sly. Up, yeah. yeah,
0: like all of a sudden. Yeah, And then when I look back, I'm like, it wasn't really that sudden. But in the moment, I don't even notice, Yeah. oh, what's another 15 minutes? Or, oh, I can stay one more hour. Or, oh, I'm not going to go. I'm going to bail on a meeting with a sponsee this week because I'm just tired. You know, like it's y- those no, things stack yeah, up.
1: It does. Yeah. And then pretty soon you're talking to your buddy and you're like, this is happening in my life because I failed to do this.
0: Because my diet. (laughs)
1: And and you say, and your friend says, that's what you got out of all of that. And I said, yeah, because I believe it. And I'm dead serious. And he says, all right. (laughs) And then I'm like, Maybe my perspective is out of whack. <laughs> yeah, and then and then it all starts to reveal itself. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, I'm crazy. Yeah. I'm so crazy. <laughs> oh, that was funny. <laughs> I gotta not get crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It says fucked up though, but I don't you know, just, if I could see myself getting crazy, I wouldn't get crazy. Yeah. I can't exactly. See it.
0: That's where the accountability of
1: Yes, meeting with somebody meeting regularly. with someone
0: with regularly, whether it's my sponsor or a sponsee you know like it just keeps me accountable to stuff on both ends yes you know yes yeah (laughs) we are we're about done we'll wrap up but um i think aaron and i are going to put out another step exploration here probably in the next couple weeks we were contemplated doing it today but then we just can't quite get all the way there. I feel like this was a really good one, though. We talked about a shitload. That's good enough for me. <laughs> yeah, dude. So we'll do a step exploration sometime soon. We also I have a guest in the works that I think will be a good guest.
1: It's living a full life, that's He for sure. has a
0: very full life. Yep. So I think he will be a good guest and have some cool experience. Um, we'll let him explain all of that, but he, uh, he gets to... Live a public life today, which is cool. So, yeah. And um, so I think that'll be exciting. Hopefully, that'll work out. And then hopefully, you'll uh, recruit some guys and we'll be making a Colorado run here shortly. Yeah,
1: that'd be cool. Yeah. So, what what was cool is that one time when we got Amy and Dr. Brett and uh, Derek Derek in one day, it was that we had a little bit of material for a while.
0: Yeah, that was nice. Mm -hmm. Also, I am going to be gone uh, September 28th through October 4th
1: you guys are going on vacation? Yep. I take then. That means that's a negative on the uh, Tom Segura. We have a couple extra tickets to uh, Tom Segura. What night is it? The 28th. Damn it. Yes, because
0: yeah. we fly out that morning.
1: We bought a couple extra because we were like, well, we'll see if they want to go, and if they don't, um, their Tom Segura tickets. people You'll sell them quick, yeah. yeah, for sure. So I have to go check the mailbox and see if they're in the mailbox.
0: Yeah. I'm going to the Black Keys a week on Monday. Pretty excited for that. The Black Keys are my favorite
1: band. They are? Yeah. So okay.
0: they're like a rock band. Yeah, I know who they are. They're pretty good. Yeah. You probably yeah. never even heard No,
1: of them. they won Grammys and stuff. Yeah, they're great. They helped um produce one of Rayla Montaigne's albums. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that one.
0: I didn't listen to it, yeah. but the Black Keys are my favorite band, so I'm pretty excited. Where where's that at? It's at the Pepsi Center on Monday. Oh cool. Yeah. So we're gonna go down there.
1: Do you get a special No, I wish. Okay. Yeah.
0: Um <laughs> But yeah, we are I'm going to be doing that. So, we probably need to stack up a few cuz I'll be gone for a whole week. So, we probably need to at least have stack them. one or two in the bank.
1: Or I could just talk about myself. That
0: would be so Or awkward. you could have a, a guest host if you really wanted to. No, I don't want to. All right. <laughs> yeah. Nope. I, I wouldn't I just either. Got if you were gone, you, yeah. yeah. If you were gone, I would just get a few done before you left and then we'd just release them. So,
1: so we're going to do another step up. Maybe we can get somebody with us on that like my cousin Amy or somebody. That'd be cool. Somebody,
0: yeah, that would be cool.
1: That we've the people that we've had, or something,
0: yeah, that'd be a good idea. I don't know. Um, we probably could do another rec table anytime, yeah.
1: Okay, we've got a few guests
0: that I think would be good for that, yeah. Your sponsor and mine.
1: Oh man, that would be interesting. I,
0: I like the sound of it. I don't know if they would go for it, but
1: spiritual concepts <laughs> yeah. with
0: these two, yeah, be <laughs> <Like laughs> like so far every, out there. I would have a, I would. Put money down. That the most used phrase in the whole hour would be, I don't really know, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. All right. Uh, uh,
1: recovered AF Podcast at, at gmail.com. Dot com. Yeah. yeah. Recovered AF Podcast, podcast on, Instagram. on the Instagram. Yeah. Hey, and also, too, um, I think what we found out that it may be when people leave reviews. Oh, dude, it yeah. helps us out, right? Yeah, so um, if you would we, like to go We want to be a big fucking deal. <laughs> yeah, it would we be awesome. Be all about it.
0: So if you've got a 5-star rating review in your arsenal, slap it on this podcast. Hit it. If it's not 5 stars, maybe he'll- listen to a few
1: (laughs) who leaves a fucking three star review listen to a few more (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna give it it was just me. like if it's just mediocre I'm not taking the time to review it anyway yeah dude just turning it off four minutes in right which is why nobody's still listening
0: (laughs) (laughs) so yeah uh, go ahead and slap on some uh, reviews you can leave comments on the if you have an apple you can leave a comment on it and talk about the podcast or rate it five stars if you think it's good
1: Talk talk about you know there's no video with this but in my mind Mind, Kyle is a terribly beautiful man. Yeah. And
0: <laughs> Marty apparently is insecure about his cleft lip, even um, though I think it makes him very handsome.
1: Marty's face is lopsided. <laughs> 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 Stupid.
0: All right, I'm done.